In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, friends, now that we've kept our celebrations of Easter, those great 50 days that led into Pentecost, Trinity Sunday, and Corpus Christi, all which came with uh, different colors, mostly white, uh, but not what we're wearing today, not this green that you see on the frontal of the altar, and with this stole, this season of green is sometimes called ordinary time. And it's meant for a kind of summertime growth for us, Jesus's disciples. Growth in understanding of the reality of the kingdom of God. What is that? What did Jesus come to do, to preach, to show? The kingdom and the great mysteries of faith. And the Bible shows us and tells us the story that from the beginning of time, God's purpose is to establish the kingdom, for it to be on earth as it is in heaven, and for there to be a communion and relationship between all that is on earth and the living God. And the climax of the biblical narrative for us is that the kingdom is realized, it's actualized, it's brought into history and time through the life, death, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And as the risen one, the one who has triumphed over everything that would separate us from each other and that would separate us from God, he's triumphed and opened the gates for that relationship. And what does he do? gathers us to himself, sends us out to all the corners of the earth to announce and enact the good news of this undying love. The kingdom has come. Our Old Testament tells the story of, of God's glory, God's kingdom coming among us, that desire of God to establish the kingdom. So it's revealed to Israel in covenant, in relationship, through the law, kings, temple, prophets, all of it is about this story of God wanting to enter into our world and establish the kingdom and to show forth God's glory and goodness, beauty. And we provocatively suggest, proclaim, that this divine glory, this weightiness of God, the beauty and goodness, fully radiated from the person of Jesus of Nazareth in such a way that to look upon him is to see nothing less than the fullness of God. So the covenants, the law, the kings, the prophets, the temple, all of it prepared the way for God to fully enter into our world and to come to life through Mary and dwell among us, full of grace and truth. This is the mystery of faith. Yes, the mystery of faith. God radiating from the face of Jesus Christ. And through that mystery, we're meant to seek after and commit to one thing only, his kingdom, his kingdom. So here we are, ordinary time. We've come with the disciples in St. Mark's gospel to try to make sense of what it is Jesus has taught and what he's shown. What is this kingdom? 
So we've gathered around Christ as his learners, waiting for him, Christ, to describe this reality to which we are to dedicate our lives. We need some help. Help us make sense. Now, the disciples in our reading, and most likely us too, expect Jesus to say that his kingdom is like a great cedar tree of Lebanon, a great cedar, because that's the description of divine reign of the kingdom throughout the Old Testament, throughout Scripture. But instead, the best translation for what the kingdom of God is like is shrubbery. The kingdom of God, the ultimate gift, the way that God is present in our lives, that in which we place our hope and discover glory, is like a mustard shrubbery. And in case you're not a gardener, I'm not, and I don't have any expertise here, but in case you're not a gardener like me, mustard is an invasive weed. Did you know that? Mustard is an invasive weed. It's wild, annoying, dangerous, because it can take over a hillside, knock over a wall, and uproot plants around it. So as we set out into ordinary time listening for God's word in our lives, we have the Lord of heaven and earth telling us in parable that the kingdom of God is like a weed. No wonder some people mock us for our faith, but Christ said it, and I'll take him at his word. First thing to note, a weed turns up where you'd least expect it. Right in the crack of a concrete sidewalk in the roughest part of town, and on a perfectly trimmed fairway of an elite country club. Wild, invasive, and where you'd least expect it. And good luck trying to smother it out, because once a mustard seed is planted, you can't get rid of it. Once the seed of God's word is planted in the soil of our lives. It will grow and spread until finally we become a new creation, flooded with Christ's presence so that our lives, like his, point to the kingdom. And perhaps here's some good news for all of us in this part of the world that might be a little bit type A. Yeah? God's presence in your life does not rely on you and your plans and accomplishments. You don't have to have an interior life of the spirit that looks like a perfectly manicured lawn. Because the kingdom of God, the presence of God in Jesus Christ, is an invasive, untamable, wild love that wants to take over every part of your life and even flood the entire earth until the waters cover the sea. The kingdom of Christ incarnate, outstretched, crucified, and risen love cannot be tamed. It cannot be controlled. It cannot be perfectly planned for. It just turns up where you'd least expect it, even in our own hearts. 
And one more thing about mustard seeds, and this will exhaust everything I know about them, I think. They're known the world over to have healing power, healing property. So as we begin to set out this summer in the church's ordinary time, coming out of what has been an unusual and difficult year, will we be bold enough, courageous enough, to bring all that needs to be healed into the light of the kingdom? Our hearts, our world, they need the healing, restorative power of God. So perhaps the question for us is, what are we holding back from him? Who are we holding back? Friends, together as the body of Christ, walking by faith, can we let the love of Christ invade us and spread like wild? Will we let his kingdom turn up in surprising places? Let's start this morning by stretching out our hands, by opening up our hearts to receive the fullness of God in a tiny piece of bread, a small portion of bread, a place that you would least expect it, holds the full weight of glory, the sacrament of the kingdom. And to the one that we meet here at this altar, let us ascribe to him all worship and praise, for to him belongs the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen.